What is going on, you guys? And welcome back to another video. Dad, what is going on today? Hey, all good up here in Fall River, Brandon. Uh, I must say, I'm looking forward to this video today, which might be the launch of a new series if it's received well by the audience. So looking, looking forward to it, yeah. Me too, me too. And yeah, you guys can obviously let us know, but Mark and I had this idea where we could do basically a bullish versus bearish video on a variety of different stocks. And today we're going to be diving into CP Rail, which I think is a perfect one to kick things off with. Canadian stock, we see it in the comments all the time, and obviously some big exciting news with the merger, which again we'll get into today. But I guess the, the concept very briefly behind this new video series, Dad, is like, you know, when we talk about stocks on the channel, we only have five minutes or whatever to go over. On our stock battles. Stock battles is being a great example. We yeah. tend to talk about, you know, the pros, 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 pros. Why do we like the stock? Why do we like the stock? Why do we yeah. like the stock? We're obviously not going to be doing too many uh, negatives during the stock battles. Yeah. But as you know, and as I'm sure our audience knows, when it comes to researching stocks, we have to consider the cons. We have to see the full picture, uh, the bullish cases, the, the bearish uh, arguments, and then come to a decision for yourself. And that's basically what we intend to do with this is to go, you know, go through a company, today CP, and then at the end, we'll give you our overall stance. And like mm. the cool thing I think about this dad is like you and I may agree, we may not agree, uh, depending mm. on the stock, obviously. And we can give our reasoning as to why. But uh, yeah, that's kind of con concept of the, the the series. Yeah, I think it'll be good and insightful because, uh, like you say, it's really important to look at both. You don't want to just confirm your own bias, right? You want to look at everything. No. And, and we tend to go through that process generally when we're reviewing a portfolio or a stock to put into the portfolio. But this will sort of uh, force that on us, if you will. And you know, we'll try mm -hmm. and keep it just as, as uh, straight shooting as possible. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I like at the end of the day, it's not really a competition per se. It's more, okay, after looking at the pros and cons, what do you think? And uh, on some companies, like you say, we're going to agree. Other companies... I think we're going to disagree. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to sort of kicking things off and seeing how that goes. So great company to I'm start with CP, CP Rail. I'm excited to do the ones that we disagree on. I think yeah, this one too. we do have some similar thoughts. But hey, I guess we'll uh, see actually, in a moment. And on, on that note, if there's any stocks that our viewers think there might be a little bit of disagreement, I mean, throw them out and we'll, you know, we'll just add them to the list of companies to cover as we go through this series. For sure. So yeah, uh, with that said, let, let's get into it. Um, let us know what you think down below, though. Yeah, good, good, good call out. Um, why don't we start with an overview? I'm sure a lot of us are familiar with CP Rail, but uh, ticker here is CP.TO. It does trade on both exchanges, FYI, but obviously we'll be looking at the Canadian one today. Trading for $103.95 Canadian, they pay a small dividend of 0.73%. And I think what, what would be a fair way to kick this off, Dad, is maybe just looking at performance, like just a top-down level overview performance just sure. to fill in the, the viewers of how the stock has done. And uh, looking back over the past year, CP has been the the outperformer really amongst its peers i say outperformer it's been flat um what is that 0 0.8 percent uh, i believe i'm seeing here relative to cnr down five percent and then a few of the other players down you know down 20 percent range but fascinatingly over the past five years a longer term time frame uh cnr has been the winner up 140 so, excuse me i'm just <laughs> good thank you cp cp rail the winner and um you know it's funny i noticed that sometimes in in other industries where you kind of have the smaller player uh you mm. know the yeah the, the smaller player it tends to kind of quietly out, outperform uh, you notice that too or no oh absolutely and but that will be cyclical i think um mm. but uh, you know i think of the canadian banking system and you know uh national bank has kind of consistently outperformed you know the, the other the big five if you will um, so that's another example of what we've been seeing here recently 
there's a lot of industries like that. And I guess when you're so big and you're kind of the dominant player, as you'll see, CP is, is, is a big player here too, obviously. Yeah. But when you are the dominant player, I guess it's just the law of big numbers and you just kind of, uh, the growth is a little less opportunity, if you will, maybe. Um, kind of kind yeah. of makes it sound like CP is a baby in, in the field here, but we'll see as we go through the, what the company does and where they're at. So they're actually a, a major player, obviously, in the North American railway system. Absolutely. Well, hey, why don't you kick off with the, um, fill the viewers in with the merger. What do we need to know about that? Well, sure. Well, obviously the big news uh, this month, I guess, so in, in uh, March here, we're doing this on March the 27th, 2023, and on March the 15th, the merger with, with uh, Kansas City Southern and CP was officially approved, I guess you yeah. would say. So uh, in April, very, very soon, they will be operating uh, a CPKC. Now, I don't know if that's the new ticker or not. I'm not really sure about that, but it's kind of what they're going to be known by. Uh, after I have a feeling. Merger, it, I have a feeling it will be. I, I, I have a feeling it will be. I'm looking. I think it, looking through. I think as well. Yeah, through, through all their investor relations page, that's what they're kind of branding as. You know, going uh, over yeah. the past couple of weeks at least. So uh, that would be my anticipation, but we we'll see. Well, We'll, we'll know soon because uh, April is right mm -hmm. upon us here. Um, totally now, if you look at their overall system, they're, they're massive now. They've got over 20,000 route miles uh, of track. They are the only airline, airline, uh, they're <laughs> the only railroad in North America that directly connects Canada, the U.S. and Mexico. And you can see the breadth of the, the scope of their uh, their network now uh, after the merger has come in place here. So the, the merger um, has... In, in my opinion, leans more towards the bullish side of things. There are some cons, which we'll cover mm -hmm. here. Let's look um, at what, some yeah, why we things. like the stock. Why we yeah, like the stock. Well, first of all, if we just look at their most recent reporting, so we're looking at Q4 2022. So, you know, fourth quarter, but also the full year. Uh, revenues, 2.46 billion in the quarter, which is up 21% Q over Q. And if we look at the full year, uh, the revenues are up 10%. So, you know, in a challenging market out there right now, a very, very uh, competitive that way, I want to look also at one of the metrics you'll see in this chart here, which is the operating ratio. And this is uh, an efficiency ratio. And basically, when you look at this number, it's very applicable to the railroad industry. 80% um, operating efficiency is, or the uh, operating ratio is considered to be good. 70-ish mm. is considered to be really good. And look where CP is right now. They're operating at 20, or sorry, they're operating at 62 0.2% in this ratio. So uh, when you look at that from an efficiency standpoint, and in a behemoth like this, like the industry um, really needs those uh, those numbers there. I think that really shines there. When you look at their revenue highlights from Q4, look at like, the total revenue up 21%. Yeah. When you look at the breakdown there, so the uh, foreign exchange adjusted uh, revenue variance, but obviously the bulk of their revenues come from the grain side of things. And of all of the major areas, there only two have declined uh, in the last mm -hmm. few years. So you look at coal down 13%. You look at energy chemicals and plastic down 11%. But everything else has yeah. uh, has moved in the right direction. You know what you reminded me of? Like as you were going through the revenue numbers, you mentioned that, yeah, you know, good numbers during a challenging time. And, you know, during my CNR analysis, there was this one slide I came across just talking about how resilient the railroads are during economic, you know, struggles Doctors. and uh, i wish i had that exact slide maybe i can fire it over to you afterwards we can include it but it's uh, very telling like i was uh shocked to see that you know the railroads are some of the most resilient companies out there and we're, we're seeing that with the revenue growth um nice, yeah you know the quarter by quarter base or full year for sure um yeah. I, I had a point here that i wanted to put you know say out and i say it all the time but you hear the term moat thrown around all the time with all these companies right a company's moat and uh you know do they have a strong moat uh weak moat whatever the case is <laughs> 
I, I find very, very few companies have as unique of a moat as as CP or CN, uh, you know, yeah. for this railway space. It is literally like impossible. Yeah, I should say impossible, but practically impossible to start a new railway system and, and all these competitors uh, to pop up. Like we mentioned at the top, this is only one of two publicly traded railways in Canada. And yeah. uh, it is very, very uh, unique to it after this merger has gone through. Like you said, connecting directly from Canada, US, Mexico, there's none that do that. And there was a paper, there was an article I came across saying that this was the, the first major railroad approval that was uh, approved in two decades, right? Yeah. And I think that's uh, it, it's a pro and a con. It's obviously a hassle if you're the company, you know, trying to get through this process. Like this was over a two year process that they went through. But obviously, once that does go through, it just provides that barrier. Uh, you you don't see it happening all all too often, right? And well, you compare compare it to sort of you know what's hot these days, you know, online and and even it doesn't matter what you're doing online. It's pretty easy to become a competitor. Now, there's things like switching costs or what have you. We always have to be aware of. But you can start a new um, a, a Twitter competitor if you want to anytime. I right? was, I, yeah, sorry to cut you. Go, go. Well, sorry. You, you can't just go out and lay thousands of miles of track and start over from that perspective. So it's, it's, you said impossible, virtually impossible to to start uh, a competitor to this. Literally, like virtually impossible. I'm, I was trying to think about you mentioned there's the technology space, but like even in uh, how, like pretty much every industry, it's yeah. I guess I'm not entirely sure how I want to say this, but it's um yeah I, I guess i can let you let you continue on you you, you kind of summarize it there well there's very uh there, there, yeah i can't disagree with you because yeah there you go. <laughs> i didn't say not didn't say much but um exactly yeah. fair yeah so yeah well, strong strong yeah, mode uh very strong mode now let me just carry on with sort of the the bullish side of it so things that you know might want you to um to, to lean towards buying this i think of just you know, transportation needs are sorry, goods goods need to be transferred, and we're looking at essentially railroads or trucks, right? Um, and mm. there is a more of a trend, or there's a push to move because you know more towards railroads. Uh, they are uh, there's cost advantages if you're a shipper. There's also a big thing these days, of course, is the environmental benefits Impact. of, of yeah. trains and you know the the more trains that you have carrying goods and working in an efficient manner, the fewer trucks. Uh, you have on the road and so uh, that is a a big big thing when it comes yeah. to where what is the consumer going to be looking for and obviously if they can save money and you know be better for the environment they're going to be looking to use rail uh, versus do, trucks so that's a good do thing. we do we have any updates dad on uh ev ev rails coming coming soon uh no i haven't heard it. well i know i know that they've been experimenting with it but i don't see it coming it'll come around probably when when ev uh, airlines airplanes start flying around so yeah, a bit of a joke. I like it. Good one. I also want to talk about sort of the, the intermodal aspect of the rail system. And so this is basically like back in the old days, if you shipped goods, so you bring goods from somewhere on a boat, they come into the port, they'd be offloaded onto a truck, often taken out of a ship container onto a truck container, moved over to a railway, uh, and then reloaded there with all those touches and all the time that that would take. Well, this intermodal mm -hmm. system that they have been developing and it's getting very efficient now is, um, in some cases, basically the train goes right to the ship, right? So when mm -hmm. the ship container comes in, that same container goes over onto the onto the railroad. And so imagine the time saving there. Yeah. Even a lot of the containers now are designed where uh, they go from the ship to the truck to the to the train without offloading unloading so uh huge 
huge benefit. Way less labor, yeah. Time-saving labor cost, exactly. So this is, I don't know if that's necessarily bullish on CP, but it's certainly bullish on the industry um, in general, right? And one of the metrics, I don't know, uh, don't have it in front of me here, the exact number, but a positive um, increase in uh, the RTM metric, which is revenue ton miles. So essentially what this is, is the revenue per ton of goods that are moved over a, um, a mile of track, right? So mm-hmm. it's, it's a way to measure, oh, I do see here, they're up 17% in the most recent reporting. So obviously, the the more the more revenue they can get for that one mile of track one ton um, is is awesome there so um, yeah do you want to chime in here Brandon I've got a couple of more notes right like what am I covering off uh, on this sort of topic okay good you can feel free just now before we move on are you a Canadian watching this video that wants to learn the ins and outs of DIY investing if so I'd highly encourage you to check out the Investing Academy the Investing Academy is our program where we've worked with thousands of Canadians across the country in many cases starting from complete scratch meaning I've never actually invested before maybe I had mutual funds and I don't want to pay any more high fees maybe I am investing but I'm just not entirely confident in my portfolio we can walk you through step by step the entire way teach you our process from the foundation, the fundamentals, the terminology, investment strategy, researching stocks, the whole nine yards. We'll be there to guide and support you the entire way. And of course, you get to learn in a fun community-like environment where you can attend our webinars, you can watch a variety of programs, you can interact and mingle with all sorts of other Canadians who are looking to take control and get in charge of their investments. If that sounds like you and you are in the market for online training to fast track your learning journey, take a moment and click the link down below and schedule a call with our team. They'd be happy to speak with you. Now back to the video. I'll bet some, okay, well, I wanted to talk lastly sort of about the the improvements to the fleet. You know, you look at the types of things and uh, back in 2018, sort of a monumental time or instrumental time for for CP, they ordered uh, 5,900 new high capacity grain cars. So put more grain in a car as you're moving it across the prairies and across the country. The new hoppers allow 15,000 tons of wheat, which is up from around 10,400 in the previous versions. So you're looking at a 50% increase there in the capacity. Another big improvement that CP specifically has made here um, is the, I don't really know how to explain it in layman's terms, but there uh, there's a when you look at the longer trains today, they can have up to um, 8,500 feet of trains is kind of, kind of what they're currently working at now. Uh, in 2017, they had 12 grain elevators that had the capacity to fill those trains. So when the train pulled in, they had these 12. Well, this, the, network, the network today has a 47 of those, and they have expectations to be up to about 55 in 2024. So, you know, coming up next year. Nuts and bolts mm. of that is that they can pull in with a massive train, load it up and move it along as opposed to more trains doing smaller trips. So obviously from a from an efficiency perspective, again, we come back to that, CP is one of the leaders in the industry there. So basically it's been a, this is obviously an old industry, but they're constantly making improvements and constantly <laughs> uh, improving the flow of, of, how, of how it works. Yeah, Absolutely, wow, yeah. I, I, those are some fascinating numbers. And I guess that kind of, moves into my point pretty well because I was looking more so at the metrics, you know, their financial huh. metrics. How have they been? And um, I believe they're quite strong across the board. EPS, uh, earnings per share growth is projected just as for next year at 24%. And hey, maybe a, 
a cause of all of, all of these many things that you talked about, all these improvements they're making over the next five years is expected to slow down, kind of settle in that 11% range, but hey, moving in the right direction. Revenue next year expected to grow at 31%. And I think, um, I guess due to the, again, I bring this more back to the moat and the fact that they are just such a unique company. Hey, when we look at all metrics, not all metrics, but I see healthy margins across the board. It's what you'd want to see out of a, a good company like this. 81 of is what you're looking at on the screen. This is actually a bit high. I looked into the exact math. It sits somewhere in 50 to 55% range for their gross margins. Operating margins at 37, 38%. Uh, again, very, very good there. And in terms of their actual net info, income and cash, both very steady. They pulled in 4 billion in cash from operating activities in year 2022, uh, 3.5 billion in net income in the same calendar year, which is growing at about 10% compounded. So yeah, I guess what we're seeing in the financial metrics data is a reflection of all of these things that you mentioned. Um, mm -hmm. Hopefully that was a good way of kind of summarizing what you were saying, all these little adjustments and, and adaptions that they're making. Uh, it is moving the stock into the right direction. So I think for many reasons, uh, there's a lot to like about CP. And I think that kind of caps off our bullish segment. It, it, it is. And I'd love to go on and on. But, you know, obviously we are limited for time and we can't, you know, have a two-hour podcast or two-hour YouTube channel. Yeah. Here, so, uh, video. so good. Well, let's move then to the bearish uh, yeah. aspect of things because, like I say, it's important that we do that. So, first of all, the first thing that jumps out to me when I'm looking at why you might not want to buy CP uh, at this mm. point is inflation. Right, expenses across the board are rising. Um, they are obviously trying to bring that border back into check right now, but it's uh, it, it's a struggle out there. And we look at you know what's the biggest cost to a rail railroad? Uh, well, it is the fuel costs. And if we can see by their uh, operating expenses here in Q4, a 73 percent in increase in fuel costs versus their wow. 2021. So just you know massive increases there that hopefully will be sort of a more of a transitory thing to use a bad word um, hopefully uh, we'll keep that under check but that's something that if you are bearish you might that that probably is a very good reason uh why mm. you're saying we might want to buy that right now another thing that jumps out to me is just the tough labor market so kind of more of a, of a macroeconomic thing that we're in right now uh, with uh, labor being tight we've seen so many industries and the airline industry being a prime example of struggle to get employees and especially the key employees you need pilots to fly the airplane right um, and they've struggled there now on this note cp i think is a little bit of an outlier here in the mm -hmm. in the rail space they've actually just concluded a record year of hiring uh, which is fascinating where uh, they've they've gone on a bit of a spending spree. And if we look at a report here, their CEO, Keith Creel, says recently, um, in spite of a historically tight labor market in 22, it was a record year of hiring at CP. We added more than 1,600 conductors over the course of last year. And so that is, I say that's an outlier. Bullish? Is that bullish? Well, it's kind of bullish. <laughs> so in, in, a, in a, a bearish argument for the competitive tight labor market out there, I don't know, this kind of offsets Fair. that, um, if you will. And maybe finally on the topic of um, another another negative positive um, in the labor market is, of course, a company like this has a lot of union employees mm. um, and that can often lead to disruptions and to problems. But when we look at a couple of big unions that CP uh, deals with, we look at Unifor first, just back in February, so about a month ago, they signed a new deal, uh, a new two-year deal to ratify with their employees. And then if we move to BLET, or the Brotherhood of Locomotive Engineers and Trainmen, uh, in March, on, on March 7th, they announced that they've ratified a deal with them 
there. So uh, it's a, definitely an area that could bring on some bearishness, but I think CP is doing a pretty good job of countering those. So every investor can leave their evaluation of that up to up to themselves, I guess. Mm. Yeah. My, I was just looking at that Brotherhood of Local Locomotive Engineers and Trainmen. Just looking, I was yes. looking at that name. Just had a couple interesting thoughts there, but yeah. Probably, why is it still called that today? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> just how, like, how much lo how much longer? There's like two. I'm just looking at that. There's two kind of male things that jump out there. It's just fresh on my my mind because I obviously did the women's collab uh, last week. But well, yeah, yeah, good point. I mean, yeah, you can't look at that name without going, hmm, maybe it's time to update that name, but we're just reporting the news, okay, here, so. We don't set the names, we don't pick the names, um, but uh, that just jumped out to yeah. me. Um, anyways, yeah, yeah. Uh, great points there. My, the points that I definitely were looking at were uh, specifically on the dividend. Um, like I mentioned at the top, only 0.73% yeah. dividend, uh, that's per, that's decently low, right? Um, and to, if you could- I was gonna say, up? to me, always, as I've looked at either CN or C, CR here, uh, yeah. CP, I've always looked at that low dividend and it's one of the things where you might not want to buy it if you're more of an income oriented investor. Keyword it keyword there if you look he said is if you are a dividend income investor and and mm. yeah like C CNR like you said to me that's like low but passable right okay you know 1.8 2% dividend that's still uh, I think passable 0. 0.7 is is quite low in fact if you like look at that against the industry average um mm. industry average is 1.8 and this comes in significantly below that I guess it's only fair to compare up to CNR here. I guess the, the idea behind this series is not that I'm comparing this to CNR or to their competitors. Um, we're hoping to take more or less a, you know, uh, a specific look at C, uh, CP. But like, I think in, in this case, it makes sense to compare to CNR. I think Canadians, when they're looking between the, you know, Canadian railroads, they're basically comparing the two. And in many cases, I, I think, think that's you fair. To. You have to. Yeah. I think you have to. You're looking at your investment options, and I, I think it is could be argued as a bearish case that, mm -hmm. hey, CNR pays the 2% dividend, and here you're only getting 0.7%. So, again, that's maybe less important. Astronomically yeah. low. The good news is it's safe with a 20% uh, payout ratio, right? So That's for sure. I'd consider both uh, both of these dividends very, very safe. Um, yeah. In terms of maybe just some price and value metrics, again, mm -hmm. uh, comparing to CNR, I would give CNR the vote in this case. Mm -hmm. Based on Morningstar's analysis, they see CP trading at a 10% premium. However much weight you want to put on that, that's up to you. Uh, but nevertheless, a, a two-star buy with a 10% premium today. If we look at their forward PEs and compare, we see 23 times for CP versus CNR's 20 times. So again, if you are making that apples-to-apples -apples comparison, what is the more quote-unquote attractive buy, at least based on the dividend metric or based on uh, their price-to-earnings ratio, I would give CNR the, the lean there. Uh, that's just my personal take on it. Definitely uh, bearish in my perspective. And you know, we and let me be clear. So yeah. let me be clear. Like I like, and that's where I want to you know make sure I'm clear to my to the audience what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to say it's a bad dividend. I'm just saying when comparing against CNR, it is more towards the, the bearish side. If that makes sense, you know I what I'm saying. Go a little bit farther, and I would say it is a pretty bad dividend. Uh, that's in mm. my opinion. But I get it in the industry, very capital intensive. You have to have a lot of money. Uh, set aside, but uh, I, I certainly wouldn't be buying it for the dividend. That is definitely on the bearish side. Um, last on the bearish side, I think we need to address debt because if you've been following the debt uh, of CP, I mean, it's basically spiked up. Uh, you look at this chart here, you can see the, the dramatic increase uh, over the last year. Now, obviously, 
a lot of that, or maybe not obvious, but a lot of that is a result of the Kansas City acquisition, right? They took on a mm -hmm. lot of debt uh, to fund that. So uh, the question would be, um, do they bring this down? Now they've said they're going to aggressively try and pay this down. Uh, I have yeah. faith in that, but it definitely is a, a knock against acquiring the company right now uh, when you look at that, right? Yeah, I believe I was just looking at their Q4 earnings. I believe they put about one point something. I believe it was about one point seven billion that went towards debt repayment. So that's already you know a chunk of their cash is already being redirected to this, and it's going to be a priority for the next coming years. Um, no doubt that has to be dealt with with time for sure. Yeah, the question will basically be, um, what's the payoff? As it always is, they you know they borrowed the money to make this acquisition. Now they have to come up with you know recouping that, and then of course going into the uh, the economies of scale and you know up, upping that right yeah and I think I guess in summary to to kind of move on to I guess our final the fun part about this series is what is our vote uh, bullish bearish what's our take I wonder if we have to just pick bullish or bearish or it could be slightly bullish slightly bearish um, if I had to go out I'll just go out on a limb and start things off uh, I would say that overall I am bullish on CP as a whole and mm -hmm. you mentioned there yeah they took on some debt but what is you weigh that with the the future of what this deal means to them. And for many of the reasons we covered today being the only connect between Canada, U.S., uh, Mexico, the metrics that we looked at, to me, this is something that I think is more so in favor to CP than not. Again, I, I would say a caveat to my bullish pick here is that mm – -hmm. Is it more bullish for me than CNR? Like, would I rather have CP than CNR? I'm not going as far as saying that. Uh, I do own CNR, and that's been my favorite – uh, of the railroads personally, mm. but overall, if I had to say bullish or bearish, I, my vote goes bullish with CP today. Well, in our first bullish versus bearish bearish uh, video, I guess we have a consensus of sorts, Brandon, because in overall, <laughs> overall, yeah. I'm saying I would be bullish on CP as well for all the reasons we went over in the first part of the video here uh, with the caveat. I mean, I'm not expecting any great numbers to come out of it. They, they have to transition they have to work this significant merger in, uh, but once that's the case, they should um, grow. You know, they should see the benefits of that. So, for that reason, mainly, I'm saying, yeah, I'm bullish on the company as a whole, uh, mm -hmm. which is not proviso that it doesn't mean that they're going to skyrocket in the next six months or anything along those lines. I suspect it'll be a really good long-term hold. That's kind of, I guess, what a long-winded way of saying that. So we have an agreement. For sure. I think so. And yeah, I think that's a great way to kind of summarize the first episode here in um, yeah. Bullish versus Barris. Yeah, we believe yeah. Uh, CP is a great long-term hold. But hey, these are just our thoughts and these are just our research. You guys need to go take the time and do your own. And uh, yeah, spend the time doing your own due diligence and finding other sources to, to listen to just because we think they're a bullish pick doesn't mean you just go buy it. Uh, that's and sure. maybe tell us where we're wrong. That's one of the things I love about our community is people are always willing to say, did you think about this or here's other things? And clearly we can't cover everything in a video like this. But uh, yeah, uh, do you think CP is bullish mm -hmm. or bearish? Love to hear what, what the community thinks. Uh, say some some details on those those choices. For sure. And yeah, as well, maybe while you're down in the comment section, if you have a suggestion for kind of the next episode of this, yeah. we're very, very interested in, in hearing. And we kind of have a list of ones we would do, but we can, if we get a lot of votes and thumbs up on certain ones that are more interesting to you guys, we can definitely bump those up, uh, up the list and maybe very well the next one that we do cover in bullish first bearish. That's even hard to say. Bullish versus bearish. Sounds bullish versus bearish and CP and CNR. Yeah, a lot of mix ups today. But hey, um, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for, yeah. Thanks for spending the time, Dad. And uh, yeah, it was a blast. Make sure 
you guys, if you made it this far, give a thumbs up on the video. Uh, subscribe, obviously, uh, if you're not subscribed. And, um, of course, Investing Academy down below if you guys are in the market for course and training. But, yeah, any final send-off thoughts? Nope. I'm sending it off, Brandon. With that, we can wrap it up. Sounds Thanks, guys, good. for watching. Yeah, hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you in the next video.